and uh, and I'm sitting there with my shirt, my shirt off, and my boxers. U.S. Marshals point, uh, you know, lights at me and guns at me, and I'm thinking, "Fuck, bro, like, I gotta get this shirt on." You know what I mean? Because I don't want to go outside and like be all paraded all through. I'm thinking I'm gonna be paraded, paraded all throughout Cleveland, like a. <laughs> like I'm a Game of Thrones, like the Walk of Shame or some shit, dude. Am I naked, right? <laughs> so I start putting the shirt on. I'm like, don't put the shirt on. Don't put the shirt on. Get in the fucking ground. And I'm like, please let me just put the shirt on. Don't put the shirt on. Get on the ground. I'm like, get on the ground. I'm like, please just let me put the shirt on. Podcast time. Awesome. Let's open up with the introduction. So welcome to the Adversity Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tristan DeLabig. Welcome our very first guest, my media manager, media destroyer, all caps media CEO, Peter Reichert. It's a pleasure to have him on the podcast. We actually, this is podcast episode number one version two however you want to call it because we recorded one yesterday but we yeah. just set up the studio and it was basically just long story short it was fucked up so uh hopefully this this sounds a lot better it's episode one so in comparison to years from now when we get episode 1000 rocked out you right. know this this will obviously suck let's go probably in comparison to that but i'm excited i'm Let's start off with all, all dressed up today, bro. Dressed up. I got a lot of stuff going on today. You know okay. what I mean? We we opened up, you know how we, we hit the gym this morning and everything like that. Lifetime fitness is crazy, bro. That bro. sauna, steam, cold tub, hot tub experience. Bro, walk people walk people through the Tristan Delavic experience on a on a Sunday. Sundays are nice. I told you, you know, and you said, you know, like richer people, they got like a extra hours. So Sundays is an extra hour of sleep. So it's usually getting up eight or nine. You, that the latest is usually like eight o'clock. You know, eight o'clock you, you waking up, but uh, and so then, that that sounds like an extra like four hours of sleep because I know you be waking up on like yeah at yeah like four a.m. throughout, on throughout the, week, the week it's four o'clock. Get up at four and then Sundays learn from Simon. Try to eat. sometimes you're not going to, but getting an extra hour of sleep, uh, or in that case like an extra four with with that. So Sunday routine, Sunday routine. What does that look like for me, man? Sauna, steam room. Usually it's more of a relaxed day. You know, because I'll, I'll hit it hard throughout the week. So, Lifetime Fitness is incomparable to any other gym. Sauna, mm. crazy. 15, 20 minutes in there with a book on. Steam Room. Reading a great book right now. Audio book, Winning by Tim Grover. Good book. Good dude. Good it was philosophy. legit like Winning. one of those Russian baths. Like. Yeah, with the La- the Lithuanians in there this morning. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted a network, and they were in the cold tub barking and everything. It was nuts. Um, so out of the sauna, going to the steam, 10 minutes in there, usually some stretching, good breathing, good meditation, reflecting on the week and mm-hmm. what we're going to do better this week and how I can serve the business and people better. And then, uh, from there looked like going into the cold tub, did something new today, help try to hold my breath for a minute under the cold tub. Mm-hmm. I don't really like, I love it, but at the same time I get paranoid before I jump in there. Cause I'm like, dude, all these naked old dudes getting in here and everything like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? All the pubes and everything. It's disgusting. Wait, you you see naked old people in there? If you come at the right time, man, there's just wow. there'll be a herd of like In naked, the cold tub. Yep. Just a so, herd of old men. So you got old out. with the with the already low blood circulation yep. in that region when in that when you get into that age. Yeah. Then you got the extreme cold and naked. That it doesn't sound like 
That's a pretty sight, bro. <laughs> nah, dog. <laughs> not, not at all. It's like a herd of them too. You know what I mean? They get in there and like lap up. Um, usually don't hit the hot tub, but I hit the hot tub today for a few minutes, so that was cool. And then just shower off, maybe, maybe shave off the Sanchez mustache, uh, depending on how I'm feeling. And then up at the office, rock out church mm. on a Sunday. Stephen Furtick on on the YouTube refresh the spirit and then whatever meetings or things that we have and then planning out the week any other recruiting and yeah. material i need to, to run the business optimally really monday start sunday so that's that's key family. yeah yeah i feel that i feel yeah. that so who was that guy that guy on, on youtube was awesome man he had a great lesson today steve furtick yeah what did you say steve steven furtick steven furtick Fire. stud Fire. absolute stud check him out Elevation Church, Lo- love yeah. it. That should be that should be a requirement in all offices. Yeah, not a requirement. Yeah, but, not uh, a requirement. But, but uh, it, I make it optional. You yeah. know what I mean? It's something it that something I believe that, in. I yeah. like it. We check it out and everything like that. So let, we tune into Stephen Furtick on Sunday. It's optional for whoever wants to come up. I throw it up in the office. Um, Smart. What did I want to talk about? How did you like Lifetime? How did you like the morning experience, Man. the morning routine? So, morning, Sunday mornings with Tristan. Dude, he missed his flight last night, had a crash at the office. That was hilarious. Yeah, crash at the office. You know, that was awesome. Roughed it. Yep. You know, it's there's a lot of nice things going on at the office, though. You know, the yeah. office has amenities like, you know, like no one would ever understand. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so sleeping at the, at the office is almost the equivalent of sleeping at the Ritz. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, yeah, it's up there. <laughs> yeah, so, it's nice. So you know, had a nice little r- night at the office, and then uh, then woke, got to wake up early, head head to the to Lifetime. What is it? The Platinum Lifetime, right? Diamond. 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 Diamond Club. Diamond Club. Lifetime Fitness Diamond Club and Fire. Oak Brook, Absolute Illinois. Fire. Fire. Yep, they let me in with my rickety dickety old uh, regular Lifetime membership. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Shout out to Lifetime for hooking for not making me feel inferior. You yeah. know what I mean? They know equality. They let yeah. me in. They were like, "Hey, listen." They did. They did let me know. Just to let you know, if you do keep coming, we're gonna have to charge you, upgrade you yeah. to you know to our gym. Yeah, you know what I mean, because um, I guess maybe they're not. I I didn't no. know this, but I guess they're not There's all. Levels. Yeah, I guess they're not all like you can just can't just go to any Lifetime. No. So, uh, but yeah, walking in there, classy spot, you know what I mean? Um, everything real nicely at the bar. I like that, you know? Yeah. Having that, you know, have, having that ability to just always be there and hanging out, whether situation, yeah. great networking spot, great place to really, uh, to meet some guys. As I was able to see, you, you were able to connect with some dudes that, uh, Lithuanians. Know. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I thought they were Russian or something for a second. They reminded me of the, the Albanians in our company. Yeah. You know, I was like, dude, that accent sounds familiar. You know what I mean? Because some of the top producers and top leaders in our company, they're all the Albanians. And uh, they got that thick, you know, accent. Absolutely. It's dope. I love it. And, uh, you know, I heard it and I was like, I was like, oh, man, I got to let me talk to these guys. Maybe I could I could be blessed with with that. Some of some of the immigrant work ethic for our company. Um, so I wanted to ask you something that's been on my mind. We talked about going to jail. Mm, you know, on the, mm. on the, but like, wanted to ask. Cause Wait, I didn't get to finish about what I thought about the morning. So let me give you a couple of my. I'm like thinking about jail already. Right? We're gonna, <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like, I just wanted to add, I just like, 
So when I go into like the sauna and the steam room, I usually like take my headphones off, leave them out there. You know what I mean? These are like, you know, these days you're spending like 300 bucks on the headphones, 12, 1300 bucks on the phone. I mean, like I usually just leave all my shit out there. You just bring all your shit in there and like you got your headphones, like your phone's not overheating in there. Like, so then I'm thinking, I'm thinking, damn, because my phone was hot. So I'm like, you know what it is, is Tristan's just, he probably has like the plan on the care packages on his phones and on his headphones, he's going in there. He's still being efficient, even in the sauna, even in the steam rooms and being able to use that time towards business while still working on your body. And, and if the tech ends up getting damaged a little bit, I'm thinking, dang, like Tristan's smart. Like he's like, wow, I can just get new tech or I can just have use that warranty on it. But this time I can't get new. I can't get this time again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, is that easy. is that the mentality on that, or yeah. you just not give a fuck about? No, no I about mean it's a combination of not giving a fuck, but at the same time it absolutely is efficiency. I was listening to, you know, Tim Grover this morning, and he was like, you know, Michael Jordan was obsessed with efficiency, and I don't see how you can't get to the top um, without being obsessed with efficiency, but also the sustainability and to be one of the first you know, African-American athletes to be a billionaire. Um, that, that doesn't happen just with hard work because there's a lot of hard workers out there. But mm. it's your, your level to adapt and evolve on a level of efficiency and effectiveness that determines how much higher you go and if you stay up there and are able to scale it. So for me, it's, mm. it's absolutely – and you hear Marcus talk about efficiency, you know, all the time. And that's one of the goats in, in our company in the financial services industry – and, uh, you know, that's something that, that I obsess with is efficiency. Can you be efficient? You know, and then he was talking about Kobe, who was obsessed with just doing more, which would just be that hard worker mentality. And that would be like us staying at the office, um, yep. just getting more reps in and, and doing more, more repetition, better attitude, more effort. Uh, but, but Jordan would be maybe more brains of like, well, how could I get there quicker uh, and more, more efficiently and more effectively? So... Combo of both of those is a winning recipe, definitely for, for me, for you, for anybody. Yeah, no, I mean you can't you can't get better than those mentalities. No, yeah, you know I mean that uh, that Jordan, Kobe, I mean those two, they have Absolutely. that killer mentality. If you can get your mind to, be, to that level, yep. No matter what you're doing, you're going to be successful. For Absolutely. Sure. So, I wanted to ask because I remember both my parents going to jail. Uh, my mom went away first and she, so both my parents did federal time. So my mom went away first. She did two years. She went away when I was like seven or eight and just came in one day and was like, Hey, I got to go away. I was mm. kind of crying. And like, oh, I never saw is. her. I like, I didn't see her. You know what I mean? Mm. And then she went away. My dad like did some type of like, it was like considered like kidnapping, some type of like falsified documents took us out of, we were in a Montessori school. I went to Montessori schools until my parents went away. So we were like rich, broke. And then I got rich. Yeah. Um, and then so but when I built that relationship with my dad I really only had a relationship with my dad for a year and a half of my life where I was like cognitively there like not a fucking toddler uh and we were rich you know what I mean we had a lot of money we had everything one of his good friends who I wrestled for uh I think his name's his name's Greg Hatcher I think he owns an insurance company like me um but he had a jet he had the landing strip on his like property and everything like that like mm. owned a wrestling team like I wrestled for him he owned a basketball team his son football team like just crazy 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 rich like crazy rich and uh so we had a lot of money we were around a lot of money and then i remember one night you know waking up i think it was getting close to christmas and 
my dad was just he was the like I get a lot I attribute a lot of my success uh, to the skills that he instilled in me just over that year and a half of like a very relentless like Spartan mindset I swear he was like that dad you'd be kind of weird like you'd be kind of worried about having your son go over and like hang out with because like mm-hmm. all we were allowed to do was like fight like they had like you know no. how they do like chicken fights yeah you know what I mean my, like so like we lived in the country and like if you ever see like you guys probably you probably have never seen a, like black people riding horses that's like all like it's like a very unique yeah. you know what I mean like territory down that's there what in was wrong. Arkansas and like Fridays and stuff like they they would get together and like the, all the family would like bring their sons and they would like fight us it was like underage like like gambling on us and so and he had this mindset of like you know, you got two options. You're either going to win or you're going to die. And yeah. like, I, like I, I was getting raised on that. And so I was like being brought up like a little yeah. warrior and we watched Scarface and 300 and just these killer movies, a movie, Troy with Brad yeah. Pitt. Like, so like he indoctrinated me with this like killer be killed mindset. And then one day I see him crying and he's going to jail and I'm like, yo, what the hell's going on? And I look back now, it's like, oh shit, he was going to jail. Wow. And so I was like, Thinking to myself, I was like, when you really know you're going away, how long does it take to sink in and what's that feeling like? Yeah, right? Man, dude. Well, I think, like, the moment you know you're going away, unless you've been away, you're not going to know what to feel, right? It's a confusing feeling. Almost because it's like you just don't know what to feel. You don't know what to expect. Yeah. Especially if you're someone that's been in trouble a lot. Yeah. And always found a way to kind of sneak out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. Because then you're kind of like thinking, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, gonna get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh man, and I just got that, and I just saved up. X Did you ever go away before? I've never been been away before. All right. So I'm in my 30s. Somebody that was regularly getting into trouble. Yeah. Regularly, you know, abusing substances and partying yeah, yeah. and, you know, selling, you know, selling marijuana. Yeah, right? yeah. Never sold anything else, but selling marijuana and uh, on a big scale, right? And a big scale to get involved on like a federal level, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, but at the time I, I never been in trouble before. And anytime I've ever heard of someone getting in trouble for weed. They always kind of got like a slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was always expecting my first time of getting in trouble for weed was going to be like, so you were selling weed? Come on, man. Come on. Get your shit together, bro. Yeah, yeah. No more selling weed. If we find out you do it again, you get in trouble. Here, we're going to give you two years probation, you know, yeah. $500 community service or something like that. Yeah. I always figured that would be more in line with the first time you're getting in trouble. But uh, when I, when I, when, so what ended up happening was, you know, this is how I found out, though. Like, I mean, you don't have a lot of time. When the federal government indicts you, it's not like a, you get a lot of time to really think about it, right? Yeah. So the article came out, like, at 8 o'clock or something. Yeah. You know, people are hitting me up. Hey, did you check this article out? Blah, blah, blah on the internet. It says you're indicted. Um, and I'm like, wow, uh, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like what's indicted mean? It means that you're going to go to jail. I'm like, I'm not going to jail. Listen, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? I'm in America. And I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <I'm> America. <laughs> I didn't do anything America. wrong. 
yeah, I murdered that bitch, but I'm in America. <laughs> so I'm going to get a slap on the wrist. I'm in America. I'm not getting in trouble for this. Right. It was a little bit. Of, it was a little bit of weed. Right. Maybe like I think I think they ended up charging me with like 2000 pounds of weed. And I ended up pleading guilty to like 400 or 500 pounds of weed or something like okay. that. Right. Maybe 600. Right. So they were originally charged me though. So like basically this, I get this call, me and my girl go to bed. I figure I'm going to wake up in the morning. I call a couple lawyers. They're like, yeah, hit me up in the morning. Right. So I go to bed. I'm like, whatever. I'll figure it out in the morning. Called the lawyers and shit. I wake up to my mom screaming. Peter, Peter. My mom's Dominican. Right. So yeah. she moved here when she was 18. Peter, Peter. Because I'm sleeping at my mom's house because I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I got raided by the DEA and they fucked my whole house up. Yeah. Like probably like like six months before this. Right. Yes. So like I ended up like ended up having to stop selling weed, which is how I was had a lot. Like I was able to make a good amount of money from selling, you know, from selling weed. Right. I was yeah. A decent amount on top of my like struggling media business yeah i was able to make a decent enough you know income like 10 percent from probably this little media business i had going on and then like 90 percent from selling weed yeah so you know the dea raided me stopped selling weed started building up my business now right but it still yeah. wasn't enough to be out of my mom's house yeah so from the point from raiding me originally to now we're c coming to and we are we put our case out together on you yeah and now we're ready to come collect you indict you and start charging you, yeah, right? Yeah. Was about probably like six to like n maybe even nine months. Yeah. Right? So I'm at my mom's house. My mom's screaming, Peter, Peter. I fucking, I'm, I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, I wake up. I like run out the room. I grab my shirt. And I'm laying down next to my pregnant girlfriend at the time. And I, as soon as I get out of my room into the hallway, I see like like six to like 12 uh, DEA or DEA slash U.S. Marshals all like get on the fucking ground, get on the fucking ground. I'm sitting there like 300 and like 30 pounds, probably like the same size, if not a little bit bigger than I am right now, right? Yeah, I was gonna say you seem lighter than that. Yeah, and uh, and I'm sitting there with my shirt, my shirt off, and my boxers. U.S. Marshals point, uh, you know, lights at me and guns at me, and I'm thinking, fuck, bro, like I gotta get this shirt on. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to go outside and like. Be all paraded all through. I'm thinking I'm gonna be paraded, paraded all throughout Cleveland, like a, like, like I'm a Game of Thrones, like the Walk of Shame or some shit. Am my naked, right? <laughs> so, like, so I start putting the shirt on. I'm like, don't put the shirt on. Don't put the shirt on. Get in the fucking ground. And I'm like, please let me just put the shirt on. Don't put the shirt on. Get on the ground. I'm like getting on the ground. I'm like please, just let me put the shirt on. I finally get the shirt on. They come and get me. They take me down. You know, I'm sitting down there in this like holding cell. These dudes are like, but hey, man. like they give me like a little sandwich. I'm like in this holding cell with like these twelve other dudes. They give me a little sandwich. I'm like, fuck it, dude. If I'm about to be going to jail or prison, I'm gonna start getting healthy now. Give away my sandwich, right? I'm like, hey, do you anyone want this sandwich? Anyone want this sandwich? Some guys are like, yeah, 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 we want this. So they grab it. I'm like, cool. So like six, I'm like, damn, I've been in here for like six hours. Six hours go by. I'm in this holding cell. Fucking, they bring us another meal. Second meal comes around. Some guy's like, oh, he don't even want his food. Grabs it. I'm like, I'm thinking, fuck, I actually did want that one. 
Because I don't have sitting here for six hours. Like, fuck, maybe you shouldn't have given away that first one. My first lesson. The first, one of the first lessons you learn is don't be nice in prison. Yeah. Don't be giving away shit in prison. Yeah. Hold on to your shit. Mind your own business. Don't talk to anybody. Yeah. Right? That took me a while to learn that. Yeah. So, uh, so finally, they, you know, they get around to arraigning me or whatever. I come out. And I see my family there, my girlfriend's there and shit. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. You know, my brother's there. I think, my, you know, some of my families are there. And uh, they're like, you know, the United States of, you know, of, of America versus Peter Reichert. You know, we charge you with 40 years. And I remember hearing that shit and my legs started, I mean, my hands are cuffed or some shit. My legs start to wobble. I'm like, 40 years. Oh, my God. For weed. <laughs> 40 years i'll be hearing on the news that people begin like five years for like killing people i'm like 40 years for like what the fuck didn't that dude like run over people and get five years for like secondhand manslaughter or some shit I'm all getting 40 years for weed for just helping her like you know being the middleman of a man shipping some weed to somebody else like i don't know i got 40 years for that i think he wasn't even touching the stuff yeah right and uh damn bro i remember that's that shit got real scary. That's when this shit gets scary. That's the moment where now you're in a fight for your life. Yeah. This is what we're coming at you with. Yeah, I mean it's kind of like when the fight begins when yeah. someone takes that first swing. Yeah. Right. So they can hit you with the punch. Like, did you not eat for a few p- days? They can pull a gun out and they shoot at you. Yeah. That's what like hearing forty years is like. Oh, that's her going out. That's what hearing like forty years is like. It's like someone pulls their gun out and starts shooting at you, bro. That's how serious that is, right? Like, now, did you did you like not eat? <sighs> no, like, I, I feel like I would have not eat. So, so I literally, as soon as I walked out of that, no, no, five minutes before I walked into that. So there's this right before I go into Raymond. There's this attorney, Ian Friedman. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he was Drake's attorney, not like Drake, like you know, from the six, you know, and yeah. You know, uh, what? he was that Drake's attorney. No, no, not that Drake. Why would we say another Drake then? Nobody knows another Drake. That's the only Drake. But we no, know. people know the other Drake from Drake and Josh. You don't know Drake from Drake and Josh. I know Drake from Drake and Josh. Drake and Josh's attorney. So he was Drake from Drake and Josh's attorney from that recent case in Cleveland. Yeah. Did you hear about that? I heard what happened. So like Drake from Drake and Josh allegedly texted some girl. I don't know. So, I don't know the whole story, but it's either something from texting to maybe trying to hang out or something, maybe hanging out. And she was what? She hung out, came up to meetings, and maybe, I don't know. Yeah. She was accusing him of some stuff. I don't know. And, okay. he, and he ended up pleading guilty to something, some type of child. And I don't know, allegedly. I don't know what it is. Oh, child God. endangerment. Yeah. But he pled guilty to something. He had to do, I don't know what the charge was. Ian Friedman got him the W. He's a pretty good lawyer. Yeah. Ian Friedman got me 20 months off the, out of that 40 years. So out of the 40 years, I ended up doing 20 months. Yeah. I get end up getting charged with 20 months. I was amazed, right? I'm yeah. like, holy shit, 20 months. It's pretty incredible. Like, uh, It's only incredible because they first hit you with 40 years. Like, if yeah. they would have first hit you with 24 months, you would have been pissed about 20 months. Yeah, right? It's all perspective. Exactly. Psychologically, I, they made you feel good about 20 months. Right? Because this is what it was. When I was getting my 20, right before I got my 20 months, the girl in front of me, got no time so i was like fuck i'm about to get no time because this girl was like the main guy's wife mm-hmm. so he got no time she got no time and i was like oh wow like 
I might get no time, right? Because if she got no time, because she, like, basically, like, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I felt like maybe she was a little bit higher than me, but I don't know. I guess the government didn't feel like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but so, I mean, because they tried to paint me out to be, like, one of the main people in this whole thing, which I wasn't at all. Yeah. Right? Like, I was, like, I felt like I was four down from the top. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of, like, the second guy. Yeah. Right? I was, like, four, five, six down from the top. It's how, you know. Like, there were so many dudes making doing so much better than me than this. But, uh, but I don't know. You know, that's how I got painted as, is like, basically, like, the second or third. Yeah. And, uh. And I had to, I got the 20 months and after, I felt like a little bit salty about it. Now, how old were your kids at this point? My kids were probably about six, like four. Yep. And like one. And they came, or like six they came and visited and all that. Like I, No, never I, visited. Yeah, like I didn't visit, you know, because my parents didn't talk to each other. So I yeah. never knew. You know what I mean? They like hated each other. Yeah. So it was always like, oh, he died or something. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. she didn't want, she didn't want my kids visiting a prison. Did they, well, did they, how did you feel about that? Did that, like, did you guys send letters? Did you do phone calls? Like I oh. did not talk, when my parents yeah. were in jail, the other parent would be so mad at the other parent that I did not talk to yeah. him. So I didn't talk to my mom for two years. And then I just haven't really talked to my dad since I was like 10. Yeah. <clears throat> so like my mom. She kind of helped facilitate a little bit of communication. Yeah. She would send uh, pictures of the kids often. Yeah. She would help watch the kids often, right? Yep. So she would help me out with a lot of that. And uh, and I really appreciated that. My mom was always... Rider. You know, always a rider. Yeah. You know what I mean, I feel I feel like a lot of a lot of moms are like that. Yeah, a lot moms, of moms are. Not moms, all of them, but a lot of moms. Shout out to the moms. Yeah, for real. For sure. Yeah, you know I mean? For sure. Um, when did you adjust and like be like, all right... Let me just count the days till I'm out of here. It's cool. It is what it is. Was it like two months in, four months yeah, in? It was, it was like, a while. I, at one point, I realized that prison's a time machine. Yeah. Prison will speed time up. Like, for me, it's it was time was going. Well, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speeding time up. Time was going by so fast. I think, but I also believe that it's what, it's what you can train your mind to think. Yeah. Like, it's either... You know, that, but that was my mindset. Yeah. I'm in a fucking time machine right now, and this shit's yep. zooming by. Let's make sure I'm working out. Because I went in there at 3.30, yeah. and I came out at 187 pounds. That's what you said. Like, I have the pictures. We'll throw them up on the yeah. screen, dude. Like, I have the pictures. Yeah. I have, dude, look at look at this fucking shit, bro. I swear to God. I literally walked out this bit. I came in at 3.30. Yeah. Look at this form, dude. You ready for this? I'll, show, I'll do this for the podcast just so you can see the form, bro. Because once you got it, you don't lose it, dog. Let's see. You know what I'm saying? Bro, uh, look at this. Look at this fucking burpee form, bro. Oh, God. You ready for this? Hit the toes. Oh, my God, bro. I definitely can't get out of here right now. Yo, oh, my God. Yo. Oh, I got to get back in the gym, though. Dude, I wish you guys could see this. <laughs> Should have recorded this shit. <laughs> oh, shit. What the fuck, bro? I used to have it, bro. I don't know what happened. Sheesh. All right, cool. So, but I'll show you this, bro. Let me get my shit together, dude. Damn, that was crazy. Hilarious. I don't know how that just happened, bro. Hilarious. My, <laughs> I don't. It's, I, I don't think we had a good breakfast. That's what it was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but yeah. So I went in at. 
at 3.30, came out chiseled, not chiseled. Still had a lot of improvement, but compared to where I'm at now, chiseled. I'll look in the mirror, and I would just, I'd see like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast, dude. I'd be like, wow, that's the fucking definition of beauty. (laughs) I, (laughs) I was obsessed with myself this is hilarious i came out with the prison glow they yeah. say when you come out like when like there's two types of glows like women get a glow when they're pregnant yeah men get a glow when they come out of prison yeah a beautiful prison glow yeah shining shimmering you know hilarious. what i mean everything about me was on fire i couldn't help but explode had to but look you can see dude psh, clear as day right yep. there so this is when i went in a little bit before when I went in July, right? Yeah. This is in April. So this is my youngest. This is basically my family. This is me right before I went in, basically, right? Damn. Okay. Big. 333. A little bit bigger than I am now. Yeah. Probably around this. This, this, is, this is even... I mean, I was a little bit smaller yeah. in this picture than when I went, went in, because this is still in April, right? Okay. This is me the, probably about 13... Uh, about 11, 11 days after I got out. Yeah. Man, dude, 187. Lean. Yeah, lean machine. 500 sure, burpees dude. a day. Okay. Couldn't do one burpee right now. 500 burpees a day at this point. Jesus Christ. Every, that's how I started. That's how we started off. We go. We wake up, 5 a.m. We'd be doing burpees in prison. So is that required? Like, if you want to like run with, I mean, like it's like it's like anything really. It's not required, but if you want to ride with like, if you want to ride with Tristan. You probably got to wake up at 5 a.m. and get in the gym, right? Yeah. So it's just really like it's not required. You yeah. can you, nothing and nothing in life's required, right? Yeah. But if you wanna, if you wanna ride with the guys that, like, you know, my time got real easy after that. After I started yeah. riding with these guys, so, uh, and you know, I met a lot of really cool mentors in there. Some people I still fuck with till today. Um, that were good people. Who's doing the best that's gotten out? You. Uh. I'm sure there's guys that are doing better than me, but out of the people I know, probably me. Yeah, I'm me doing pr- I'm doing pretty good for just getting out of prison. Yeah, I was gonna say for just getting out for a year and some change. So, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, dude, shook up, leg shaking, get cut up, and then you get out, mm-hmm. and you blow up. So your business you had already kind of started, but it was like small. Your brother came in, helped maintain some balance, and you come out, you 10x that shit within within 24 months. I mean, you guys have probably 10 times what oh. you were doing, right? Would you say 10 times Absolutely. or 100 times? Uh, over 100. Over 100, 100% growth, over 100 yes. times. No, I think so. 100 times is 1,000% growth. 1,000%. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking too. I said yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, 1,000%. So 1,000% growth. growth, and you were just hungry? like. But I, I don't know you if get it, out yeah, and you're I mean, like, oh, man, we got to go. Absolutely. Well, like, I was just like, so when I'm in there, first I'm, I have mentors like, Vasu, yeah, Simon, yeah, Marcus, yeah, Jim, yeah, right, you know. So now, now Tristan, as we're getting closer, I consider you to be yeah. one of my mentors. You know, what I'm yeah, saying, bro, Doug? I love it. In some ways, Doug, uh, you know, I get some knowledge off of you, right? Yeah, let's get some growth off. You see, I feel like our deals are similar. Yeah, kind of for sure. Even though I'm older than you, I feel like I'm. I might not be as mature mentally. Yeah, no, right. I'm, so yeah, I, I feel like I see a lot of. <laughs> you're, uh, uh, so the compliment is that I'm immature and you're immature. Thanks. So now that that we know that I'm immature, nah, not that, not that you're immature, but you're 23. You know what I mean? So and your that's deal, a nice way of saying that you're, you're not, immature. 
<laughs> you're not immature, but like, and and uh, but uh, you're <coughs> you're definitely a hundred times more mature than me. Yeah. That's a hundred. That's for sure. Definitely a hundred times more mature. Hundred times more disciplined. And if I had as much discipline as you, I could see myself being, you know, absolutely on fire. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think you're like, working towards that. Yeah, I'm trying to get for towards sure, that. dude. Especially yeah. Simon got you on the routine that oh, we're on. Oh yeah, dude. That routine will get you right back right? in the prison glow, bro. Right. So, but by having mentors like Simon and you yep. know Vasu, especially Vasu, at this point I was pretty tight with Vasu going in. Yep. Like really tight. I'm still really tight with him. He's like he'll always be family. Yeah. Yeah, I mean anything that man needs, I'd always be, I would always do it. Yeah. Whatever he asks me. Yeah, facts. You know, undying loyalty to that man. Yeah. But um, so but you know he would send me books. Yep. Like uh, James Allen as a. Uh, as a man thinketh. Yeah. As what's a man the thinketh. what's the is that the biggest one? Like the, I would imagine that's the big. Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I think as, as a man, man thinketh. Yeah. Is, so is it's like it's book. yeah. So as a man thinketh is one of James Allen's books. I think this one is as a man thinketh too. Maybe they might have called it that as well. Yeah. But it's the complete all of James Allen's books. Yeah. Oh, his it's his incomplete. Simon has the same one. The yeah. same one. Vasu sends the same. So did one you out. actually read all these books? No, no, I didn't read all of them. No, it's like so hard to read all of them, dude. It would take you. It would. It would t- probably take you like the whole time you'd be down there, and read. You've probably read a lot of James Allen. You know how yeah, it goes, I mean, dude. I would like, imagine. it's this is from like 120 years ago, just so the audience knows. So like, it's like reading James Allen is it's difficult, right? It's not the same as just reading, you know, anything. But uh, you know, because it's like, you know. I woe into the night and uh, you know what I mean yeah. it's like Shakespeare or some shit almost yeah but uh but yeah he would send me shit and I'd be concentrating I'd be working out bro and I'm just trying to develop myself because I I thought that I can use that 20 months to my advantage right yeah how can I use this tw- like I don't want to let let's I don't want to look at this as like this was the time where I was beat yeah. right I want to be like this was the time where I had to adapt and completely change focus yep but how long did it take for your mind to adjust to that? Like, did you sit there and cry for a month at least? Or, like, was it, like, immediate, like, yeah, no, I'm going to go all in and I'm going to I'm gonna utilize this time to invest in myself mm. and make myself a thousand times better so my business will follow along when I get out? Hmm. So when I came, so when I came in, at first, you don't have any money. You don't yeah. have anything. It takes a while before you can even get your money from the outside connected to your, your bank account in the inside, right? Yeah. So I can't make any phone calls. Wait, you can connect your money from the outside. So it's like, say I go in as like a multimillionaire. So yeah. I can just connect my outside account yeah. to my inside. Yeah. And I can just be a millionaire in prison. Yeah, you can spend money. I mean, you can only spend 300 bucks a month in commissary. Yeah. Right? So that's how much you can buy. Um, you could email unli- unlimited. Right? So you can send as much emails as you want. It costs money, though. It's like, I think it's 10 cents an email or 5 cents an email. Yeah. Phone calls. You get, I think... I think you get 300 minutes a, a month. So that's 10, min, 10, 10 minutes a day. Um, so it's similar to $300 uh, dollars a month for commissary, yeah. right? Um, so with that being said, you know, it's like that, you know, it's, it's, I, I'm pretty sure you, it's like a dollar a minute or a dollar fifty a minute. Maybe up, depending how far it is, though, it could be up to like three or four to five. And there's different ways to get it cheaper, but it's like it's about that much, right? 
So all in all, it's not that expensive to be in prison, but you can have people cash app. So uh, cash app drug dealers and other types of dealers in prison. Okay. So let's say I'm, I'm your brother. Because you have a f- smartphone? Well, right? Some people do have them. It's illegal to get them, but people have them in prison. Whether, yeah. you know, you can, from, whether you snuck it in from buying it from a guard for $1,500 or someone threw it over a fence at a perfect time because they knew exactly, you know, it was precisely planned. Because once you get phones in prison, now you can start planning shit, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's up, dog? You know, bring this to this part of the, you know, this corner, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'll show you. Uh, I'll take a picture of the, the map on the GPS, and I'll show you exactly where to stand and where to throw it over. Yeah. Right? Because if you're in prison, now you can access Google Maps. You have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not yeah, just some shit. idiot in there with a piece of paper. And a pen like the now. Shawshank Redemption right now. Uh, holy shit. Right? So, so um, you know, but these guys, you know, if you, if you really wanted to live really luck- luxuriously in prison, you know, I could be like, hey, Tristan. Cash app this account, ten thousand dollars, right? And then you would, you know, or you know, five thousand dollars. And then now I would have, you know, in prison when you get when you start buying money and that and numbers that high, you can get it for like, for like you could buy like fifty thousand dollars in prison. Like they sell currency at like like they sell drugs in prison. Yeah. Right. The more you buy of it, the better deal you get on. Yeah. So if that makes sense, it's yeah, crazy, it does. right? Yeah, it makes sense. So, um, so that's what a lot of people with money would do, right? And you can get a lot of cool things like beautiful dinners every night if you get money, right? Yeah. Because now if you work in the kitchen, like, oh, well, for 50 bucks, I'll make you a beautiful dinner and I'll bring it up here. I'll steal all the ingredients, right? And I'll yeah. risk getting in trouble and all that shit. But for 50 bucks, I'll do it, right? And so if I had that. You know, fifty bucks now. I can have a beautiful dinner tonight. Yeah, right? or yeah, I'm talking gorgeous with desserts and everything, handmade by one guy. Right? Yeah. There's there's this gay guy. All right, I'm not gonna say his name. Yeah, I can't. All right, but there's this gay dude. Um, for this, for this effect, we'll call him the um, we'll call him the great. We'll call him the great Gatsby. Right. All right, I like that movie. And so Gatsby was fucking. Uh, was this big fat, not that big and fat, but yeah, he's probably probably a little skinnier than I was right yeah. now. <laughs> but he's big fat dude, and uh, he would be, you know, he had the plug on like fucking Suboxins and K two or I don't know what he would be arranging like the drops over the hills because basically how that prison yeah. that I was at would get supplies to it would be like some like some dude would fucking arrange. Somebody from the outside to throw duffel bags into like some park that yeah. a prisoner would escape the prison, run to this park, grab the duffel bags, run back into the prison with the duffel bags, and now the prison would have fucking two duffel bags with like liquor and weed and coke and yeah. heroin, whatever the fucking you know dudes were the prisoner arranged. Yeah, is that know. what he was in jail for? Was drugs? Uh, I think he was in jail for some fraud shit, but he was just, he lived right next to the prison and his sister lived next next to it yeah. and they were able to just fucking get Can't, shit happening. Yeah. yeah. And he was rich in the real world too. I think he, uh, no, I don't think he was as rich as he was from the prison when he, yeah, I think he was making like, maybe like $10,000 a week in prison. Yeah. Dude was balling. $10,000 a week in prison? That's yeah. a lot, bro. In prison, they pay you like 60 cents 
a month. Yeah. Right? Like They'll be like this. Hey, you're our concrete guy. Congratulations. We're going to give you concrete experience. We're going to teach you how to use concrete. Now you're going to do concrete fucking like eight hours a day, right? So now you got this sweet concrete job in prison. You're getting paid six. At the end of the month, they'll be like this. All right, you got to come down to get paid. And if you don't come collect your check, you get in trouble. So you have to come down. Now, do you have to have a job or can you just You work? have to have a job. Okay. So you don't know about this? No. It's well, the 13th Amendment. You don't know what that is? I mean, no. I so the 13th, I know the Second Amendment. So the 13th Amendment amends slavery. Okay. Now it's illegal to have a slave, right? Okay. So it's illegal to have a slave unless they're a prisoner, right? Ah. So if they're a prisoner, now, now it's you can have them. They can technically be a slave. Because they're a prisoner, right? And yeah. You know, I mean, that you have, you can't, you don't have to, how would you pay, why would I have to pay this prisoner? But I have to reform them, right? And a job is a part of reforming. Yeah. So prisoners, you can demand them to work without paying them. And that's why American's prison system has guys like your dad and, you know, yeah. I mean, and your mom and it doing longer bids than they really need to. Probably, they could probably figure out a different way. To educate, yeah, and reform your parents. That's like what Kim Kardashian does, doesn't she? she like yeah, she, that's, like that's what she's trying to push. Helps people get out. Mm -hmm. I respect that. So you guys were caking. The Gatsby was caking. Big cake. Now yeah. is, is he like? Is he still in there? Or you think he's out? I would assume he's out. Yeah. I would assume he's out, uh, but he might still be in there. Yeah, that's crazy. There's, there's a good chance he's in there. I think he. I think he got in trouble before he dipped out. Yeah. That's what I remember a little bit. That's crazy. So I know he got I know they moved him away from my section. Yeah. And we're gonna accuse him something. That's not uncommon. Yeah. To take a prisoner out of like general population and isolate them for like six months and accuse them or something. Yeah. I mean, just keep them in solitary. Yeah. While your case is on them. Because you if you're in some you can get in prison in prison. Yeah. Right. So just you're in prison doesn't mean that you can't get in more trouble, right? Yeah. You can keep getting in trouble. Yeah. So you're in prison, and now if we think you're selling drugs, oh, now we're gonna fucking take you down to the fucking, you know, they called it the shoe, which is a special housing unit. Yeah. And we're going to uh, we're gonna isolate you for you know three months or six months. Yeah. I was in there a couple times, dude. It's it's not as bad if you're in there by yourself, really. I don't think. Yeah. You know I mean, cause I don't yeah. mind being as long. You mind being alone? No. Yeah, so it's not as bad when you're by yourself. You can read. You know what I mean? They'll bring a book cart around like once a week and grab a couple of books. Yeah. Um, work out, push-ups. You know what I mean? I used to do a lot of workouts by myself, a lot of burpees. Yeah. Push-ups. You know what I mean? Because once you get skinny, it's like it's like the, the other day you asked me a question about maintaining. It's like it's almost, for me at least, it's like it's easy for me to get fat. You could probably tell, right? Yeah. So it's not. So it's like for me, it's like maintaining is hard too, right? But I get obsessed with it when I. When I'm healthy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can do all that while in there. Rest a lot. Rest's important, right? Yeah. In prison, you can get a lot of rest, um, especially in the special housing unit when you don't need a job or yeah. anything like that, right? Um, but uh, but when you have a bunkie in, in, in a situation like that, now it sucks. And those were the scariest moments of my prison experience. It was moments in the special housing unit... With a bunkie. These were, these were dark times. Dark, dark, dark times. Where, like, I thought I was going to have to kill a man. <laughs> I swear to God, Tristan, everything I love, <laughs> I was convinced I was going to have to kill this man. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Yeah. Can you imagine? Be, imagine me and you hate each other. We're locked in an eight by eight block. There's a bathroom if we want to take a shit. And both of us have to watch each other, smell each other, right? And we hate each other. And and now and now we're getting in fights all the time. So this is what happened. Listen, this is a hilarious story. Oh, right? Jesus this Christ. is probably one of the all time best stories I have. Oh right? Jesus. This is gonna this is gonna go crazy. So I just got jumped. Right? Alright. I got jumped. And basically what happened was Basically, what happened was that I'll tell the true story, 100% true story, okay? For this situation, this is exactly what happened. So, we're in the wreck area, right? And we want to play, we're trying to play soccer, me and a couple of Spanish guys. So, uh, and there's some white guys in there. You know, it's like a little bit of a group, right? Yeah. So, but there's a little, little bit more Spanish. I'm not really tight with the Spanish people yet. I'm trying to get tight with the Spanish people. Because I like playing soccer. Yeah. Right? I love soccer. Yep. Right? I used to play soccer when I was a kid. Like, my parents didn't sign me up for, like, football. and sign me up for soccer. You know what yep. I mean? But that might have been the community I was in. I don't know. But, um, so, we're trying to get these guys to play soccer. I see this, uh, I see this, like, um, I see these two, like, black guys walking by, right? And I ask them, hey, guys, you want to play soccer? And they're like, nah, we're good, blah, blah. And I was like, I'll give you a mackerel. Come play soccer. And and I, I forgot about this for a while. Because uh, who thinks about a, a mackerel? A mackerel is, like, to me, like, 30, like 30 cents. Because the way I was buying my money, I would get a mackerel is $1. But the way I would buy my prison currency, it would be, like, 30 cents. Because I would buy that much of it, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'll give you 30 cents to play with us. And this dude's like, all right, I'll play with you guys. So we play, he plays a game, and he leaves. We keep playing the rest of the, the rest of like the day or whatever. Not the day, but for a couple hours. As far as we were able to, as long as we were able to play in this area before we had to go back in, right? Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> a while later, dude approaches me. He's sweating, right? Dude's covered in sweat. And like, he's like, he's like pissed about some shit. And he's like, hey, where's my fucking mackerel? And I was like, what mackerel? He's like, you owe me that mackerel. And this is like three months later or something. And apparently they told me, I don't know if this is true or not, but they told me dude was uh, um, like uh, like a sub, like a suboxin fiend, right? We had like a, a problem with suboxin or mm-hmm. like something like that. That's basically like heroin kind of. Yeah, right? yeah, no, I know. So I was like, uh, he's like, he's like, matter of fact, now I need 10 mackerels, right? And I'm like, dog, I'm not going to give you 10 mackerels. You know what I mean? Like I owed you a mac. Like what's a mackerel? It's a it's a dollar basically oh, okay. in prison. But but what it is it's it's a tuna can. Okay. But it's a package like a like yeah a little package flap flappy package. Yeah. But some of the but in prison, it's used for currency. So like a really good one you can still eat. Like a brand new one you can buy and you can still eat right. Yeah. Um, from commissary you can buy them from commissary for a dollar twenty. Those are the ones you can still eat. They're called yep. edibles, eatables. That's what they're called. Like, damn, yeah. are those eatables, right? Because you can eat. The, the max still because yeah. they're brand new still they're a dollar twenty, you can still get the ones that good of quality that are edible from big packages where you buy like them when you back them buying where you're getting them for like twenty cents a piece. Yep. from the prisoners, right? It's crazy, dude. But uh, but like so like I used to have sacks pillowcases, pillowcases full of max in my lockers. Yeah, right. Because I would just buy shitloads and I would have my friends hold some, and we would just have shitloads of max. We'd gamble. 
hang out, work out. You know what I mean? I would write my I was writing a fantasy book called The Black Planet. Like I was like doing like I was like living like a good quality life in there. I was getting in a couple fights here and there, some scary situations, you know what I mean? When like there's no cops around and then it's like, you know, a couple dudes like you might be fighting or something. Um but generally like I never was I wasn't in anything too serious. Yeah. I mean maybe a couple welts here and there. Yeah. Um but I was like, I wrestled a little bit. Like I know I don't look it, but I was like, I, I was a, a, a lot more scrappy when I, in my youth. Yeah. Like I wrestled since I was like young, like you know, like thirteen, twelve. You know, like I was real serious with it all throughout, even into like college a little bit. Um, and I was a lot like a lot better shape back then. Um, and then in prison, I got like real in real good shape. Like yeah. I was telling you, you know what I mean? And that, I think that has to do a little bit with you want to be the best person you can be, like I said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some guys do get fat in prison, too. Yeah. Right? So it really just depends on your mindset in there. Like, yeah. you know, like, is time going faster in there or is time going slower? Are you better on yourself in there? Or, yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of that also has to do with how much time you got left, right? Yeah. If you got fucking 20 months left, you could probably be like, oh, I can use this time to fucking become elite. Yes. If you have fucking 40 years left, you might be like... Let's let's pop a couple of donuts and check out that Game of Thrones book and just chill out for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that has a lot to do with it. But uh you know, it's prison's uh you know, prison's a crazy time, but this is what basically what happened, right? So dude comes up to me, he swings, and you know, he's asking me about the Mac, he says it's twenty, I'm like, I'm not giving you a Mac. He grabs my like all my gym shit, right? Ready? So like you put like a bat you like get possessions in prison. Yeah. It's kinda like being in the end of the world, right? You're going to find possessions. You're going to get possessions. You're yeah. going to get shit, right? You'll have a little locker. You'll have, like, an area in your you know, your cell or whatever, your area, right? You'll have shit that you have, right? Yeah. Little th- trinkets and shit. So you'll have, like, you know, maybe a cup or a water bottle yep. or fucking, you know, whatever it is, shit that you use, right? So I had, like, a little bag. It's like a little mesh bag. I mean, and, like, prisoners will make shit, right? They'll make shit in the, in the laundry room. They'll make, yeah. like, they'll make bags. They'll make... Different fucking outfit things, right? They'll make clothes specialized for keeping weights in them to work out. Like, people get so innovative in prison. It's crazy, dude. Making pizzas with irons. Like, lighting cigarettes with two batteries and a wire. Like, the things that these guys are doing is out of this world, bro. By the way, cigarettes were going for 10 mackerels a piece when I was in prison. I wonder what they're going for now. They keep going up higher and higher. It's crazy. 10 bucks a a lighter. Yeah. I mean, 10 bucks a cigarette. Sometimes as high as 20 bucks a cigarette. A cigarette. Damn. That's crazy, right? So, uh, dude swings. I fucking felt like I fucking completely ducked it, right? I was like, I felt like I completely ducked it. Um. He might have slung a couple a couple times. I don't remember. Adrenaline was pumping, but I felt like I was like. <sighs> but I think he nicked me like a couple times. maybe once or twice. <laughs> all right, so you get nicked, might, and then what? He might have nicked me a couple times, but I don't think so. I I didn't feel it at all. I swear to God, I didn't feel it. But I ended up having I had a big a big welt on the back of my head. Maybe a couple, maybe like one or two, right? But nothing really happened. Like I was like, bro, like. Do you understand what's going to happen, like, if we get in this fight? Like, because if you get in a fight in prison, like, you're going to go to another prison. Like, you're yeah. Gonna, you're both going to go to the shoe, then you're going to both go up to higher prisons. When you get keep going up to higher prisons, my prison, there's, like, one, like, maybe two, three stabbings a year, right? You keep going up higher. I was at a low, right? You go up to a medium, a high, a super max, or a max, a super max, right? You start getting up to, like, hot mediums, highs, you know, max, <laughs> We're going. We're talking like three, four stabbings like a day, dude. You know, to death, 
right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, I'm not trying to get in fights. Dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm trying to kind of just do my 20 months, stay to myself, do my push-ups, eat my food, yeah. and chill, right? So, uh, but, you know, I ended up getting this in this little fight or whatever, right? And, uh, and fucking, I got a couple welts on me. And it's all because it's my buddy Gabe ended up telling this dude, he said, he said, Pete said, uh, he's he's like, fuck your Mac. And he said, Gabe, stack, this dude's like, Gabe, stay the fuck out of shit or whatever. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, man, fuck your Mac. I thought we were chilling and joking yeah. still. Right? That was my mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came in there and I'm thinking I'm still like, yeah, kind of like, like, I don't know. He's like, you get cocky in life, right? And then you go yeah, to yeah. prison, you start, it humbles you quick, right? But, so like, I'm, I'm in there and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, fuck your Mac, dog. Like. So we start walking, then this dude comes at me, and, like, he's swinging, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I end up fucking going to, you know, I end up going to the shoe, the special housing unit. Yeah, yeah. Shot. So let's talk about this, right? This is where this shit gets crazy, bro. So I'm in the special housing unit. With him? By myself. Okay. So I'm by myself. Shit's going gravy. Loving it. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. Yeah. Doing push-ups. Read my Bible. All I had was a Bible. When yeah. all you have is a Bible, you find out that a Bible is all you need. Yeah. When all you have is God, you find out God is all you need, bro. This is where I really connected with God. Yeah. To the point of where I knew I was going to get this tattoo. Yeah. This is where I really found God. They yep. put me in this room. All I have is a Bible, a cup of water, a styrofoam cup that I can fill with water, and that's about it. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, this is kind of crazy, though, because I didn't want to read the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always thinking, like, positive. I'm like, I'm like, this is kind of crazy. I didn't want to read the Bible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I think. Where I did you get this crazy, optimistic view of life? Because <laughs> you like, I don't think I've ever seen you in a bad mood or have a bad response to something. All right. And you say you're, you know, you're, you can get angry as a leader. And, like, I can relate to that. But it's like, it seems like you're always happy-go-lucky. Where'd you get that? Dude, I. You know, your mom, I think, your dad? Like, is it, is it just I, how you've been? I think it really, a lot of it does come from my mom. Without yeah. a doubt. My dad was always a sad, a, a depressed guy. Yeah. So I felt I was always trying to be happy. Yeah. To get him to smile. Yeah. I felt like I always wanted to get my dad to laugh. Right. Why was he sad? I feel like he just was a more serious guy. Yeah. My dad was really into comics. He brought the Comic Con to Cleveland. The first okay. ever Cleveland Comic Con was and Columbus Comic Con. My dad was a part of, like, he was the director of it. For real? Right? He, sold, he had an underground comic business that he would ship comics. Like, yep. he had, like, comic directory. Like, my dad was a comic entrepreneur. Yep. Huge into comics. Every time I would go to the bathroom, every bathroom in our house had stacks of comics in them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huge room. There was a huge room. In every house we, that we had, there was always a huge room dedicated to just comics. Okay. Right? So my dad was a huge comic book nerd. Yeah. And, uh, but he was... But he was serious. He was a very serious guy. He was serious with me for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. He'd be ser I'd see him hang out with his friends, and they'd be drinking, or his business friends, they'd be drinking, they'd laughing, and my dad'd be telling jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but he was a serious salesman, too. He's always president of sales or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So he'd be sending you know cards. He'd be talk talking to me about pressing flesh and you know pass pushing paper. You know what I mean? You know, I know you, I know you're a serious salesman, right? Yeah. So, um, um, but that, that's kind of like how I grew up. My dad was always talking about sales. Okay. Always talking about it. Cause he was always like a big time sales leader. Yeah. Running big sales departments. Right. So when he died, he was actually the president 
of sales at Midwest Materials, which is a huge steel company in Ohio. And he had like a team of like, you know, like 30 or, you know, 30 people, like, you know, salary salespeople that got yeah, yeah. Commit some type of small commission or two or whatever, right? But, uh, but he sold cars and all types of shit. But, I mean, he was just always a serious guy at home. I think it's because you work when you're working a lot, you know, have a lot on your mind, a lot yeah. of stress, a lot of bills, right? So I think he was always un overstressed. He always had a lot of bills. You know what I mean? He had a big family, four kids. Yep. Um, you know, my mom's business did all right. Did like, I think her best year was 80 grand. So are you the oldest? No, my sister's the oldest, right? Yep. And, uh, and so, you know, she, you know, we were all getting in trouble, but she ended up going to college. She's in medical school. Well, you know, so she it's went your to sister, college. you, Simon. My sister, me, my brother, Lucas. Right here. So this is my family arm. Yep. So this is my family arm, my brother, Lucas, who passed. How did he pass? So he passed when he was six. My brother, Simon, and him were playing. Simon was three. Lucas was six. They run. We have a pool in our backyard at the time. Mm. My dad, my dad, like, he started off, like, in a small-ass little rinky-dink apartment, which yeah, is, yeah. like, my sister was, was adopted. Okay. Well, not adopted, but it was my mom's. Kind of okay. similar to... Um, you know, my man's like, you know, Zoffin situation. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, this is kind of how my sister was, right? So she was my mom's, but my dad never, you would never, yeah, yeah. My, I don't even think me and my sister knew till we were like 18. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um, but so my, I was like my dad's first kid. So, but yeah, he was just always serious, but he always working hard. He kept his life. He was always, always, I remember like, it'd be like, like the fucking tooth fairy and I'd get like a Sega Genesis. Like I was a spoiled kid. Yeah. Like it. And, and, uh, and I, I don't know if that was good or bad. You know what I mean? In the long end, because it ended up making me kind of like have, I feel like I was, I discipline has always been something I lacked. Yeah. From beginning that spoiledness, right? Not having chores. Yep. Not having be, being recorded. Did you have that discipline? Yeah. You did? In, when, in your youth, like your parents, yeah, I've, I've had OCD. For, I, I yeah. call it OCD. Like everything has to be organized, clean. Yeah. Clean oh, you had it naturally, out. just natural. Yeah, like I was always like organizing. No, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. I mean, it's just always trying to always so trying how to did make Lucas people pass laugh. Away? Oh, Lucas, and yeah, right. So my brothers ran into. They were swimming in the back. My mom was showering. My sister, who was in college at the time and yeah. starting to develop, she ended up going into medical school and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and getting her master's and then going into medical school. But at this time, she was starting to kind of work yeah. and start helping to pay some type of bills and get beyond her own more. Yeah. This beautiful girl. She was a Miss Teen Ohio, so she was like a model and yeah. stuff, right? So she started getting into like, uh, I don't know, like more like maybe partying or something. Yeah. Um, And uh, so she was like maybe asleep or something. You know how college kids are, yeah. right? So my little brother, see, my mom asked my sister to watch the boys. While she took a shower, my sister's, like, taking a nap or relaxing or whatever. And I don't really know if that's true. I don't want to put any blame on my sister. It's not anyone's really fault. It's yeah. just God, you know, does what God does, right? But, um, but so, you know, that ends up happening. And my little brother's running the garage, and the garage was messed up. Yeah. It was faulty, right? So we all knew about it. We used to tell my dad about it. My dad, he had really dry hands, so it wouldn't shock him. But our hands were a little wet all the time, right? Yeah. Little moist kid hands, so they would get shocked. So we knew it was a faulty garage door, right? I, again, I don't want to put any blame on it, but this this thing was something that everyone in my family took part of a blame in, right? Yeah. Like I feel like maybe I left the garage door open, which got the garage door wet because I left that night. Yeah. Went to go, you know, hang out with a girl. Yep. Like my girlfriend at the time, 
And uh, so I slept at her house, left the garage door open. So there's all many people that had little factors in this contribution of what ended up happening, right? Yeah. So my my little brother, um, you know, he runs in the garage. He ends up, you know, touching the the faulty wired metal pole that had just been like surged from a surge storm the night before. So it's wet. So now there's a puddle. So you know, if you're in water and yeah. you're electrocuted, the, the electricity just kept going through his body. And just kind of killed him after like a minute or two or yeah. whatever, right? And my little brother, like, saw it happening. Like, saw my little brother like getting shocked, and he ran to go get my mom. And, but if he would have went and yeah. to go touch him, he would have got Fucked shocked up. too, and he would have died too. So it's crazy to think that. Did he need therapy for that? I don't know if he got therapy. You know. Um, yeah, you don't seem messed up. No, who me? Oh, did I get any therapy? Of you, any of you. you oh, know, no, none of you no, really yeah, seem messed I mean, up. I think we've all got therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah, we've all got therapy, yeah. But, um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so uh, not a lot or anything like that. I don't think we're a big therapy family, but I think we talked about it a little bit yeah. with therapists for, you know, whatever. But, yeah, man, I mean, so that's that's the family right now there. The sh- now, let's, because we jump, you, you jump with these stories. Yeah, we do. Now, back to the shoe. It was going gravy, and then what? What you kept saying it was the darkest time of your life. What, Dude, this is the darkest. What time What came of my in life. there, man? Bro, so this is what happened. Are you ready for this? Yeah, come on, this dude. Shit is you got crazy. everybody on edge. Dude, this shit is on great. The craziest thing, dude. <sighs> yeah, man. So the shoe was nuts. You know what I mean? So basically, this is what it was, right? So I'm in the shoe. I'm doing my push-ups. I'm reading my Bible. And I'm reading the Bible front to back. That's the goal, right? I'm yeah. trying to read the, as much of the Bible as I can. Did you finish it? I did not finish it. Oh, right? man. I know. It's a shoe, right? I, I, started to, I was on my way to finish it, and then, like, Vasu would be like, make sure you're reading Proverbs, right? And I'd yeah. be like, oh, well, I'm reading the whole Bible. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, shit, I started reading Proverbs. So I got real close to finishing. I basically read most of it. Yeah. But, uh, but I started doing a lot of yeah. jumping around. But basically, so I'm in, I'm in the shoe. I'm trying to, you know, I'm reading my Bible. I'm doing my workouts. A couple days in, and uh, things are going good. Um, and this dude, this dude comes in, right? They open the cell door is open, right? And the shoe is kind of a dark place, bro, right? Like in the morning time. In the morning time, you don't know it's the morning. You don't have a clock, right? So this is how you know it's morning time. Tray opens the slack or the, the. Uh, the the trap that's what they call it trap opens in on your door yep and food comes in and that's your good morning right lights turn on it's like 5 30 in the morning yep so now you're awake so and then at like i think like eight o'clock 8 30 at night lights are off now it's time to go to sleep yep real simple you don't need a clock or anything like that you're just doing shoe time you keep track of your own days keep track of everything your, your own self right um and it's kind of maddening can you imagine just being in yeah. there for Imagine being in there for like a long time. It's crazy. So this is like the third or fourth day. My door opens, which I'm not used to. They tell me to back up into the back of the cell. Door opens. And another prisoner comes in. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, this is not cool. Now I got to shit. There's a big difference between shitting in a bed right next. Shitting on a little metal toilet right next to your bed. And shitting on a little more metal toilet right next to your bed. And... Another dude's bed who's sitting in that bed watching you now shit in that toilet, right? Yeah. So like it it completely ruins the situation. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so they they bring the dude and I'm like fuck, and uh, he's like don't worry, 
don't worry. He seems like a charming guy, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't worry. I'm going to be out of here in no time. I'm actually being released. I've just been in here for like six months. And like, the, and this shoe sounds crazy at nighttime. All right. So, and I find out it was this guy that was making all these sounds. This is at like midnight, right? You would just hear, I'm not supposed to be here. Like they'd just be screaming these like crazy things all night. Just like yeah. <laughs> laughing and acting like, cause that's how the camera, you'd keep up the, you know, you'd keep up the morale of the, of the men in the shoe. Like there'd be a leader down there kind of, right? Yeah. And he'd be the guy that would be the funniest guy or like, you know, like kind of like the guy that would kind of get guys to like wild up. Right. Cause they could all scream through like the traps almost. Right. Yeah. And you can kind of hear the echoes of everyone else screaming. So, uh, so this was this guy, Mike, and he would, he was kind of the guy that did this, right. He kind of, <laughs> he had a bunch of different chants from like, I'm not supposed to be here to, um, you know, like got him, got, got him one. Like when a new one would come in, a new person would come in they'd be like, he'd be like, he got him. They got him one boys. Oh, they got him one. Like, <laughs> oh, got him a new one. And then, and then like, people would be screaming like, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> like, okay. Like, all so the, he like, comes in there. What the fuck's he doing? Yeah. So he comes in and he's like, they let him. He's like, listen, I'm going to be out of here in no time, bro. Just to let you know, like. I got done doing like a six month shoe bid. So I'm going back to the compound. So excited, bro. I'm not going to be doing any suboxins or nothing. Cause he was a little bit of like, I think he was in there for meth, some type of like meth, yeah. meth, you know, case. Um, and he, and he was a little bit of a drug dependency at the time or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be doing drugs anymore. I'm going to go back to the All right. compound. Everything's going to be slick. Right. So I'm like, oh, cool. So uh, I'm like, I'm making a coffee. You want one? Because I just got commissary. So shoe commissary is a little bit different. You can get this instant coffee, and you have a little styrofoam cup, so you can pour some instant coffee in there with some water, mix it around, and you can drink your coffee, right? So uh, so I'm like, you want some coffee? He's like, yeah, I'll take some. So I go to make the coffee. He's like, oh, are you going to make it with that cold, co- that cold water? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, don't make it with the cold water. He's like, let me show you how to make it with, with hot water. And I'm like, oh, you know. You know how to make it without water? Because there's only a fucking sink with a one button here. So I'm like, what the hell did a magic does this guy know? So this guy's like, yeah, let me show you. He's like, I've been here a while. He's like, let me show you, bro. I'm like, thanks, dog. This guy's like nice as fuck, bro, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So he like, he's telling me all these cool stories, and he's ripping off this big part of this blanket that was going to be his blanket in the room, right? And he rips this huge blanket off, and he starts tying it in the back of this sink, right? And he's tying his blanket, and uh, and he's tying it in the back of the sink, and he has it now. The sink's forced on, right? And I guess the theory is that this strap will hold the button down long enough for after like a half hour of running, the water will be piping hot, and now you can make really hot coffee, right? Or not piping hot, but as hot as that sink's gonna get, basically, right? So he's making the strap, and as he's making the strap and like strapping the thing behind the sink, you just hear, "Hey, what the fuck you doing back there?" Oh, it's you, blah, blah, blah. You know, they call you by your last name. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, it's you. Oh, shit. And he's like, no, no, I was just showing him how to make hot water, sir. Like, because now he's he's scared because he's right about to get out, right? He's just yeah. been in this shoe for six months. He's ready to go out. Yeah. And he's like, no. He's like, what is that? Oh, what is that that you got in there? And he's like, no, sir, it's just a piece of the blanket, you know, to make the, hot, the water hot. I, you know, I was just showing him how to make the water hot. He's like, oh, you ripped that blanket? He's like, oh, all right, cool. So now they charge him with defacing government property. <laughs> so they're like, bet, that's defacing government property? You're going to have to take that to the disciplinary hearing at officers, blah, blah, blah. We're getting a shot for that. We're not going to have none of that, blah, blah, blah. 
So, you know, dude walks away, and I saw a dude rip that shit confident as fuck, like it wasn't doing shit. I would have never ripped these people's shit, dude. Leave these people alone. I'm going to do my time. I'm just reading my Bible. I'm doing my own thing. I just got coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? Cold coffee was cool with me, dude. You know what I mean? So this dude, now, as soon as these people walk away, this dude's attitude completely changed from, you know, now we're from chilling to, yo, I'm not fucking taking that shot. You're taking that fucking shot. You got me, dog? I'm not taking that shot. You got to tell them that that was for your hot water. I'm not taking that shot. And I'm like, shit in me, dude. I'm not fucking taking any shot, bro. I didn't do anything. I don't, I'm don't. i not fucking with these people. I'm not fucking with their blankets. All right? I'm doing my time, and I got to go. Right? So I'm not taking any shot. And from that moment on, it was literally like months of like just wanting to kill each other. You know what I mean? Literally wanted, like, thinking about killing, I would be, like, because you would get in such a bad fight. So who would win the fights? Well, no, we never, we never got into a fight. You, know you guys saying? just stood next to each other? And Bro, if we got into a fight, that's what I'm saying. It would be so bad. You know what I mean? Because you go up. What? Because you'll go up, like, in prison levels. Like Yeah. Like, no, not even that. Like, how does that end? You're in a little 8 by 8 room. Yeah. I, wait, I'd have to kill him, right? Or what? Yeah, I mean, you'd probably have to kill him. Or just knock him out, or just yeah. beat his ass till he give up, yeah. right? I mean, he's a big dude, so it's not going to be that easy, right? Yeah. He wasn't a small dude. He's taller than me. You know what I mean? His hands were like this big. Dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't think he would beat me in a fight, but I didn't think it'd be like, a, like an easy fight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to have to work for this, man. <laughs> and you're sitting there with not really any weapons. Especially so. if he just he just stood up, ripped the blanket. You know what I mean? You it might come back and your your shit's just tied up. Dog. Yeah, <laughs> dude. You know what I'm saying? So like, but dude, like there would be times where I would fucking scream, like I would put like I would put notes in the door. Right. So one day, dude's talking to me, whatever, and like he would get so upset, and I would just be like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, and and they would tell me they'd be like, "Hey, listen, we're gonna let you go back out to the compound. We're still finishing out the investigation." Because we're figuring out, because I didn't really fight in that fight. Like, dude swung at me a couple times. He barely nicked me. We didn't really fight that fight. Yeah. So I knew I was going back to the compound. I never swung because I knew that swinging meant you're going up in levels. Yeah. So I'm not getting in trouble, right? Yeah. So unless I was, it was a situation where I was going to get really, like, I was going to really get fucking hurt, I wasn't swinging. Especially in an area like where this dude tried to fight me in, where there was police everywhere and there's eyes everywhere. All mm-hmm. types of people, because prisoners are going to snitch on you to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So basically, dude swings on me. He hits me a couple times. I'm like, bro, like if we do, like, I think he kind of respected, because you can kind of get respect from someone in a fight, depending on like, if you swing at someone twice and you really like weren't able to fuck them up, I think you're going to get a little respect out of somebody from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you swang, if you swang at somebody hard as you could and you really couldn't do anything, you're probably not going to be like, damn, it's going to be like... The easiest fight. Like, I just fucking literally tried to mollywop this dude, and nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I'm not going to say he didn't hit me, but it wasn't enough. Like, I'm a big dude. Like, it's yeah. like, it would take, it's going to take a lot to fucking, you know what I mean? If one thing, I can definitely take some damage. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But, uh, you know, so... But we were in there, bro, and it like I remember I would sneak like notes. I was like, "Listen, move me with somebody else." I'm thinking this is like the hotel, right? Move me with someone help else, please. 
not getting along with this guy. We are going to kill each other. He's like trying to fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just please move me to someone else or back to, by myself, please. I like me and this dude are going to kill each other. We are fighting every night. Thank you. Put in a little thing. It's like, it's like probably like, I don't know, midnight. Lights are off. It's like black, dark out. Put in the thing. Put it close. Like, so you can't like into the door where like only a little bit's still reachable. Like as much into the door as I could. So that the the guard would see it, mm -hmm. right? And the guards usually grab the notes, and take them, and they read them or whatever, and they, you know, whatever it is, right? So he stands. So I lay back down. As soon as I lay back down, I feel like oh, that's it. This is the end of the nightmare, bro. They're gonna move me. As soon as I lay back down, I just hear, <laughs> dude jumps out of bed, runs to the door, grabs the fucking note, pulls it out of the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! I'm like, this is it. We fight it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, hey, what the fuck you grabbed my note for? He's like, what the fuck's this, dog? And I'm like, dog. I'm like, why you grab my note for? And he's like, nah, what the fuck is this? I'm like, dude, I need that. Stop. I'm like, don't grab my note. He's like, nah, chill. What is this? And he like pulls my shit out. I'm, I'm grabbing the note, and he's reading. He's like, oh hell no. <laughs> He's like, why the fuck do you want to move away? We have a good thing going on here. I'm like, dude, you're trying to get me to fucking say this shit's my fault. It's not my fault. And so, like, he's trying to make me say And I'm like, at first, I'm telling him, at first, like, it was getting so aggressive. <laughs> I was like, I'm either fighting this dude or I'm going to tell him I'll take the trouble. I'll be, I'm like, all right, I'll tell him that it was my, I ripped the cheat. Right? Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I'll, he's like, he's like, you have to say you're a witness in my shit. So, I'm like, all right, I said I was a witness, right? So I was like, I was, I was a witness, and Mike, I was like, this is, I was like, listen, I'm not gonna say that I ripped it. That's what he wanted. He's like, you have to say you ripped it, blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm not gonna say I ripped it, but what I will say is that I saw that you didn't rip it, right? You didn't rip it. So he, like, basically, we tell him. I was like, yeah, I didn't, I, like, I didn't see him rip it. You know what I mean? Like, it was already ripped there or whatever. And dude ended up not getting in trouble for it, and everything was chill, and I got released. And he got jealous about that because he didn't know he was going to get released. But he ended up getting released in the, in the end again. And we were all back in the compound. But for a while there, dude, there were some crazy times where, like, dude fucking, dude, like, fucking ripped the fucking, uh, and he caught a couple times. He caught me trying to tell the police to, to trying to communicate to the police. Like, it was like, it was like, I was a, a prisoner. Yeah. Right. I was trying to communicate to the police to move me. He caught me two times trying to write the police to move me because me and this dude were going to fight and kill each other. So the third time, me and this dude got in a badass fight one day, and I feel like we're about to kill each other, right? I was like, dude, we're gonna, I'm going to have to kill this dude because I'm not going to let him fucking come at me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to, bam, toilet bowl, metal toilet bowl right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> fuck it, dude. I had to do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He came at me. Self-defense. Let's go to court. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what you're thinking in your head at, yeah. at this time, right? So uh, cops walk by, and I'm like, Hey! Get me the fuck out of here. Me and this dude are going to kill me, kill each other. I fucking hate this dude. <laughs> oh, no, I'm thinking they're going to move me out. No, I'm, I'm, we're going to fucking kill each other. Fuck this dude. They're trying to get me to fucking take the blame for all this shit. I don't do fucking shit. He fucking did. He ripped this fucking thing. Get me that fuck out of here. We're going to fucking kill each other. I fucking hate this dude. Tomorrow, tomorrow is the day that we're supposed to go to this disciplinary hearing. Yeah. Right? And I'm not going to tell these people. 
I'm not going to tell these people this story. I'm trying to get yeah. out of this shit. I'm trying to be like, fuck this dude. Why would I take the blame? Why would I help this dude? He shouldn't have ripped that blanket. I can't get in trouble. Yeah. Right? I'm like, fuck this dude. I'm not helping this dude. Right? Fuck this guy. I'm screaming. Cops are looking at me. And when I finally get done, the cops are like, so they're like, is that true? Is that true? Uh, fucking Mike. And, and dude's like, man, he's having a hard time adjusting, officer. I'm sorry, blah, blah. Because, like, Mike had a way of charming off the cops, dude. He's having a hard time adjusting, officer, man. I think he might be having a little bit of time. I'm trying to help him as much as I can. I, I swear to God. And they're like, man, Mike, you got you to gotta help him out. I'm like, no, get me the fuck out of here right now. We're going to kill each other. He's like, you not believe it, man. Let's go. And, and they're like, they're like, listen, they're like, listen here, Riker. I don't like working with Officer Garrison at all. He smells. He eats my food. He's late to his shifts. I hate working with this piece of shit. And I ask the department all the time to move me and make it so I don't have to work with him. But they look at us still working together. He's like, so you and Mike better. He's like, so you and Mike got to get along, right, and figure out a way to get along. And he walks away. And I'm and at this point I'm like, here it is. This is where the fight. I turn around and we fight. And I turn around and Mike wasn't a dumb, he wasn't a dumb dude. He's like, you thought these people give a fuck about you? That's where you fucked up. He's like, yeah, you know, he would always have like yeah. a good lesson, right? He wasn't like a dumb dude. And in the end, we were friends. Yeah, you know what I'm saying you'll go through some shit like that with a man, and you'll come out on the other side yeah. as as friends in the end. Right? Yes. But locked in in a in an eight by eight little cage. Yeah, man, that's a lot. Two dudes will try and fucking you know. That's two, a lot. That's dude. two anim- The animal will come outside, right? Well, you know what I'm saying. We're like an hour and a half into this. I want to probably end a lot of these with my favorite thing is movies, and I like to know what people's favorite movie is. What's your favorite movie? <sighs> yeah. Everybody gotta have like something or just one. Maybe Bro, there's one movie that is so good. And it represents it represents a happy time in my life as well. Uh-huh. You know how, you know how that works out. Yeah. You know like how some movies it correlates with emotional yeah. like triggers where it's like man that was a really great era as yeah. well. What so, movie? So I'd say there's I got let me give you three. Right? All right. So one I'm gonna give you this is a movie that may not be that good. All, All right. right. Just spit it. But the first one I used to watch a lot. It was the only D, it was the only VHS we had in at my family's house in the yeah. Dominican. So this is in the Dominican Republic where we didn't have, like, English TV. So we had one English VHS. Wait, I thought your mom moved here when she was 18. She did, but we I used to go every summer to the okay. Dominican. That was, like, how my family, like, ra- uh, got, like, free babysitting. Okay. They would send us to my grandma's house in the Dominican, and we would we would just kick it there all summer. All right. Right? So one summer, the only VHS I had in the fucking whole entire house was Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's a good movie, dude. You seen that movie? Yeah. Bro. No way. Yeah. You've not seen Street yes. Fighter with yeah, Jean-Claude dude, like, Van Damme. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and dude. Doesn't he go blind at the end and like beat the dude? Yeah, he beats the dude at the end, bro. Yeah, bro. Smacks the shit out of Yeah, bro. He beats Guile, dude. Today. Fire movie. And I, I have to put that, I give some love to that movie just for how many times I watch it. I don't even remember the movie or anything, yep. but I just know it's a staple of my life and you, it got you, me through you, some dark times. Dude, and you just get up and start karate yeah. chopping shit. Yeah, that shows you had a kid, as a kid, you don't need much. Yeah. One one D, one VHS can get you through an yes. entire summer. Dude, I think the only VHS <laughs> I remember was like Land of the Lost with the dinosaurs. Oh, yeah? Or something. Oh, fire. That, that was good. What was the next movie? Okay, so movie number two, I would have to say was 300. 
Dude, Man. I told you my dad raised me on that movie. Three hundred. What, what, what like? What did it remind? Like what era? Like what? Why was it so good for you? Dude, so in three hundred, I'm in, I'm in a good relationship, good healthy. Like I'm healthy at this point in my life. So were you out of prison? Uh, I was young when three hundred came out. Yeah. I mean, I was I was probably 20s? like, yeah, I was probably twenty one when yeah. when uh three hundred came out. Twenty one. How were you? What were you weighing then? Uh. I was probably like 200, 220. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So pretty pretty low, right? Yep. For me that's low. Yeah. Right? I wasn't skinny, but I yeah. was I was low enough. Yeah, you're thick. Had, you know, I had, I was talking, you know, I would talk to, I was talking to a, a, a beautiful girl. She was hilarious, you know, funny. When did you have I your lo- first kid? I was probably 20, like 25, 25 26 yep. when I had my first kid. So 300 was a good time. You had a beautiful yeah, girl. You felt beautiful. Yeah, I felt beautiful, beautiful girl. I was, you know, getting into the Wii game. I really didn't wasn't making yep. any money. Getting into the, getting into the, yep. getting more serious in the digital media game. But, uh, but yeah, 300, 300 is such a good fucking movie. Leonidas, Gerard, Gerard Butler, breakout yeah. role, dude. Dude, breakout crazy. role in 300, dude. You know, you never know. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Michael Fassbender, another breakout role in 300. You yep. know, you know who that is. Which actors? Michael Fassbender. So he was Stelios in 300. You know, Stelios! You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When he dies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, but he was like, he was, uh, so like Stelios was Leonidas's Robbie Jackson, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Stelios was his man, dude. Yeah. Stelios was, you know, and he looks a little like Robbie Jackson. Like, yeah, looks, Stelios looks kind of like you too. I mean, like, he's yeah. a fuck. He was leaner than Leonidas, but he was like, yeah, he still had some muscle to him. He probably more looks like you than did Robbie Jackson. Yeah, right. but I wouldn't reference Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but, what's the third movie? But uh, oh, so then the third movie. That's like, I would have to say, like my third favorite movie. It's like I, I'd have to go with I don't know that one. I think I'm gonna have to toss to a trilogy, right? And I think that's hard, bro. You know what I mean? Because there's some great trilogies. I would say Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Is probably like. I like like, The Hobbit more than Lord of the Rings. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you're younger. You know what I'm saying? So, but Lord of the Rings was fire when I was a kid, dude. Fire. Um, Star Wars was fire. Um, So, Matrix. The Matrix was fire. I haven't seen The Matrixes. What? I know. No isn't, isn't that way, horrible? Dude. Aren't they coming out with a new one? Yeah. I got to watch them, right? Oh, you got to see them. You Matrix. think I'll have it in my top movie list? Oh, for sure. Maybe I'll watch one today. Dude, The Matrix will put you watch the first Matrix, dude. I'm going to watch a Matrix. We're going to wrap up. Where can they follow you, Pete? And let me know yeah. if you guys want us to get Peter on here again. But where can they follow you? How can they take advantage of your business? What is your business? Yeah. Everyone can find me at All Caps Media, right? So I'm not on what you know, platforms? So yeah, so you know, from from doing social media for a living. Yep. Um, I try not to post too much of my personal life, right? Yeah. Which is weird, right? But, yep. Uh, you can check my content out. Any of my content you guys like, All Caps Media has handled. So mm-hmm. like, if if you're looking for like an example, check mm-hmm. out my content. You can check out our CEO Simon Arias, my mm-hmm. partner. Yeah. Uh, all of his fire. Uh, so many other individuals. Maybe your top clients they could check yeah. out. Um, but I know, you know, Simon and I, we, we got some, I, I would say we got some decent content. Yeah, definitely. So you guys can check that out. All caps on all platforms. Uh, you can hit up Peter and it was yeah. a pleasure. Hey, I appreciate you brother. Let's go baby. Let's go. Episode cool. one. Episode one. Make sure.